What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith. Join my co-host, Shu and Raul. Um, obviously, Duke's played two games in the last couple of days, so we're going to come in and react. to First, we're going to talk about South Carolina Upstate. Um, and then, unfortunately, we got to get to this Kansas talk. So that was kind of a tough loss. So, um, you know, we're recording this Wednesday, so it's been a little bit of time. Emotions aren't quite as high. Um, but uh, last Friday, Duke plays Upstate and Cameron. Winning 84-38, pretty big blowout before then dropping to Kansas 69-64. So let's just start. Let's talk a little bit about Upstate. Um, kind of a, a really weird game a little bit. Like they came out, they jump out 7-0. They look super confident. They're blitzing all of our screens. They're running it down our throats. And then that was just it. It's like that's <laughs> all that they had, right? Like that was their little spark. And then I think after that, we allowed seven points in the first minute and a half, minute and 43. And then we didn't only allow 11 points more in the, in the next 18 minutes. So it was literally, it was just that. And that was it. Um, so let, let's just start there. Upstate goes up 7 0. Shu, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, this is the clean podcast, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't very happy, um, but. We settled down, you know, the that that second string. I think it was like Blake's Granderson, um Lively, Lively comes in. Yeah. Lively come in and I mean they just got into them um and, and just completely turned the game around. So, you know, right off the bat, it just didn't look very good from the start. You know, it was like two turnovers. They're getting wide open layups. You know, we're talking about firing Coach Shire already. Just kidding. We're not really <laughs> doing that. But, you know, we overreact. Uh, we're quick to overreact. But, um, yeah, once those those second guys came in and just turned it on, it was it was fun to watch from there on out. And I don't know about you all, but for me, like, I didn't even really recognize, like, the shift of the momentum. You know, I guess I was still, like, hung up on us being down 7 nothing for a little while that it took a minute for me to look up and realize that it's like, Oh yeah, it's like 50 to 21 now. Right. <laughs> like it just happened super fast. It felt like. Um, I think another thing that we did really well in that game was forced turnovers. And that's a great thing, but I think it kind of foreshadowed a little bit of the Kansas game. Cause I know, bro, we were talking, um, you're not gonna be able to force turnovers like that consistently. You know, it's just not something that's gonna happen when you play up. Uh, and we were we kind of had a lot of concerns about what's the offense going to look like when we can't run. Um, and not to get too far ahead of it into Kansas, but I think we saw a little bit of what the half court looks like when we can't get out and run. Not super great. But for Upstate, it worked. We had a lot of guys in double figures. Um, Flip has the double-double, which is number two. Spoiler alert, now he's got three and three. Um, kind of a, a awesome start for him. Um but I don't want to spend a too much time on Upstate. Was there anything that stood out to you? It's such a big win. We blew them out. You know, the defense was super impressive. Um, anything that we should highlight from that game or that we take away from that game? Uh, yeah, I want to focus on Jalen Blakes for a little bit because I thought he was the main kind of turner of the tide there. Um, his defense in that particular game was just incredible. Yep. Uh, he was everywhere, and he was just making it impossible for them to even dribble. You know, the funny things coming back to the turnovers is like 
looking at the box score and stuff, we didn't even actually shoot that well. Um, you know, we're seven and 21 from three, uh, 17 to 26 from the line, but you know, and in field goal percentage, not that good either, but simply when you force whatever it was, 23 turnovers or something like that. Yeah. You know, you're going to be able to get out and run a lot. Um, and especially there's a lot of ball turnovers, like yeah, a lot exactly. were just at the time. It was almost exactly. like watching 2019 again of how many just top of the key turnovers right. we were getting. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's hard not to overreact to one of these, uh, you know, early season cupcake games, whichever way it goes really. Right. If you sort of underperform like we were doing for the first few minutes, or if you overperform relative to expectations, because we covered easily. Um, but there might just not be a lot of actual data you can take away from it. You can kind of see, okay, this player's good at this. This player has struggles with this. But beyond that, maybe some of the sort of more strategic things you might be doing just don't carry over, which we can get into a little bit later with like uh, Ryan Young's play um, in, in this game versus the Kansas game. Yeah, yeah. Upstate, it looked like Ryan Young was the second coming of Draymond in the ball mm -hmm. screen, right? Not the case yeah. against Kansas. Right, with so. like Kevin McHale's footwork, yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely did not translate in the next game. Well, um, what what did we hold? We held uh, Upstate to 38, right? Mm -hmm. I think they had 18 at halftime. And it could have been um, it could have been lower than that. We put in like the third string people with like with six, about minutes, six left. minutes to go. Right, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys checked the box scores around the ACC uh, last night, which abysmal, the yep. ACC is trash, but um, mm. Upstate played in Little John and they put up 70 in Little John. So, I mean, oh, wow. And it was a game, I think, for a little while there, right? Yeah, I mean, was it was it, like, a, somewhat it, kind of close it, for a little while. 81 70. So it's not like okay. they, they didn't run them out like we did. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, when, just, there's, when you look at the ACC, there's like reasons to feel good about what we can do going forward based 100%. on what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a race to the bottom of the ACC mm -hmm. right now that I don't yeah. even think <laughs> you saw Pittsburgh just lost by like 30 to, to Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A complete yeah. blowout. Yeah. I did notice something from this game, and it's kind of been a little bit of trends, especially for Roach. But this year, it seems like across like, like, oh, we have a lot of guys that like to talk trash. And those oh, yeah. upstate guys were chirping early on. And I could see like when Roach hits his three, um, Grandison hits the three and they're both turning and looking at that bench, right? They're both chatting. So maybe Proctor there's will get that. into it too. Pro yeah, Proctor I, I, lively seems like a guy that doesn't like, doesn't mind talking. Even Flip's got a little dog in him. He's got a little mm -hmm. MF in him. So, you know, um, I imagine it's got to be funny hearing Proctor talking trash though with his <laughs> accent, right? Like these guys have got to be like thrown away by it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, hope he drops yeah. some like really uh, <laughs> obscure Australian slang in there. Yeah, some, just... some deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess that about sums it up for the good. You know, big win, big blowout as expected. Um, and then we turn around, we go to Indianapolis, Kansas in a big game. And it just seems like this is just the story of Duke, Kansas. It just seems to unfold this way, happen this way, regardless of personnel, regardless of coaching, regardless of whatever. It seems to always be a tough game, an ugly game, a lot of turnover game. Um, Duke looking like they're going to win game, and then Kansas steals the game. You know what <laughs> the one consistent is? Roger Ayers. Oh, has he been in all of them? I, I don't want to go too far back, but I know he blew that. Several. I think he blew the Wendell 
Carter definitely did that one. Definitely did that one. Um, And even the game that I remember that we won, I think that was 2020 with Trey Jones. Um, It was an ugly game. I think Kansas had like 25, 26 turnovers, something ridiculous. I would argue Kansas lost that game more than we won it, Um, (laughs) which they tried to do tonight. But Yeah, they tried. Tonight, last night. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, bury the lead a little bit, but so Kansas wins 69-64, pretty low scoring, pretty ugly game. Um, really decided in the final final four minutes, four and a half minutes, Kansas goes on a 15-5 to five run, just no time left. You know, we're up five. Um, if that goes a little bit differently, a few calls here or there, I think we all feel a lot differently about, about the team. Um, a lot yeah. of hot takes flying out there, a lot of emotions flying out there. I'm super guilty of that too, like during right during the game. Um, but now that I take a step back, three plays go the other way. We go on a 15 to five run. We win by 15, 16, 17 points. And we're, we feel like we're the best team in the country, like by far. So it's not that, that big of a stretch. Um, you know, I guess let's start with the ugly. So to me, it, it definitely, I don't, I'm not blaming officials, um, for this game. I don't think they cost us the game, but I think something has to be said when I look at the the two games we played prior to this, how the game was allowed to be played, the flow of the game. Um, it was just irritating to watch that last night. It, there was no flow the entire first half. Um, the charges can be whatever. Those are bang, bang. I get that. The flop call on Proctor was like, what That's are horrible. we doing? Dude, I mean, he landed he, on the guy's he, foot. He gets fouled, and then <laughs> he on. lands on his foot, and they call it for a flop. At, at, at absolute best incompetence, it's a no call. Yeah, That's if you just want to be incompetent at like a good level. But that was just egregious, I thought. And just and luckily, they missed the free throws, so it didn't harm us, but it was just it's a it terrible just, call. Yeah, it, just it, really really did, it did it. harm us because he would have been shooting three free throws in theory. True. Well, you know, yeah. I, I guess if it was a no call, then, you know, again, I guess it didn't harm us in that case, but it's just a it just was really frustrating for me right. to watch that. Um, and I don't think it cost us because Kansas has just enough gripe because when they started the second half, there was like every touch foul imaginable. Kansas had like six fouls right. in the first like three minutes of the second half. Yeah, it's just complete inconsistency. So many makeup calls in the game. We get called for a flop. It's ter- I don't know, man. It was terrible. OK, like with the charges. I'm not going to say they all weren't charges because that would, you know, not be true. But you would think if most of them are 50 50 calls, that then shouldn't it be like three charges, three, <laughs> right. uh, you know, defensive? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't land on red every time, right? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, the second one, third one, it was like, okay, by the time we had six in the first half, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. what, what, how can you even like competently? call this as the and I, I, under, know, I understand if you barrel into somebody but the whole kind of like i use my arm to get a little space i mean come on like, yeah they did that's every that play. happens every possession every yeah. possession yeah yeah and so you know thought that was bad i'm not blaming them for why we lost we had an opportunity to win the game right. we should have won the game in my opinion um so that's not why but i think it contributes to the product that we're putting on the floor and what we're trying to sell to fans that was not a fun game to watch oh and that it's not a coincidence basketball. that the 15 minutes where Duke played their best also had the best flow and yep. the least officiating. Yeah. Yep. We were able to get up and down. The game was open. Right. 
Um, both teams were just playing hard. They were letting mm-hmm. they were letting the players decide the game. That's how it should. If the second half played out like the first half, we might would have been down and lost the game, but it would have at least been more fun to watch. Right. It was just frustrating trying to watch that. Um, I, I will and, say I, I do want to give Kansas credit for they really do play fantastic defense. Like I was really impressed with some of the stuff that they did. Yep. Not just their ability to kind of swipe down and steal the ball. Uh, McCuller know, was great at that, but you knew that coming in. He was great at that at Texas Tech. So Right, yeah. And then some of those traps that they did um, yeah. when Roach had the ball up at the top of the key, that was yep. really throwing us off at first. Yeah. And then the, those, the, that double chase down block was pretty impressive too. That was wild. That was wild. I mean, first off, Lively, he ain't got no business getting blocked like that, right? You got to do mm. a little bit better, but... Yeah, I, I agree. I thought their defense was phenomenal. Um, and I thought they really understood the scouting report, right. especially on Roach, of you can't stay in front of this guy sometimes. He's really crafty. He can get into the lane. Let him get in there. <laughs> what, what's he going to do? Right. Once they started saying, we're not collapsing, we're not giving you open shooters, there's not going to be a lot of kickouts. Well, one really, thing that we didn't that have frust- anywhere to go. One thing that frustrated me is like their, their bigs were selling out on the block. Like if Roach they drove, they were both coming at him so like i i just thought we should you need you need a little bit of a, a pressure valve you know drop it down to somebody filling in the lane behind you or something mm-hmm. um yeah. but jump stop you know go like go like you're going up they're go, you're going to get two bodies right and then go up get the foul get something um yeah well, there was one, they had 11 blocks before we even had one <laughs> yeah so there was one and i had to go back and watch it because at last night like i told you guys earlier i was Probably wasn't as sober as I am uh, right now, but Roach drove the lane and both uh, Wilson and uh, what was their other big guy, Dufe or what, whatever the guy. Yeah. That, so both of those guys are going at the block and Roach throws it. Uh, he's got Lively sitting in the paint. He throws it to the other side of the square. I thought it was a, just a bad shot, but I think he actually purposely meant to throw that off the other side of the backboard as an alley-oop to let me, let me just get something up there at yeah. least yeah because he pointed yeah. it lively after he did it like like they knew that that was what was going to happen so yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned that actually a friend of mine specifically asked me to mention that okay he had a gripe with the box score about that um what, whether it was a missed shot or a pass yeah it was a pass it was a pass. I'm 100% positive it was because because he, he the he, way he, he shot it, it didn't three, even look. Yeah, he threw it three feet over the rim, like literally right. top square of the other side of the of the square. And I've seen I've seen Roach take enough bad shots that I know when it's a shot. I'm with your friend though. I, it was 100 percent a pass. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, obviously our offense was terrible, right? We we shot right. 35% from the four, um, 14% from three. And so in that regard, you know, we were a little bit fortunate that Kansas also was like pretty bad offensively. I think there were three for 19. Um, so many unforced turnovers from them. So many from them. A lot of ours were the charges, but I mean, we finished with uh, how many turnovers did we have? I'd have to let's see. We had 18. 18, 18 yeah. but all five starters had three yeah, more. I know that, that was is just tough to overcome. Um, really tough to overcome. So, I mean, when you when you look at the box score, it's surprising we were even in this game, like shooting 35 percent, um, getting blocked the ball over, times. yeah, turning the ball over 18 times. What kept us in was the offensive rebounding and then a free throw advantage. Yeah, those were the two main things. 
Yeah. Offensive and, rebounding was a real strength. Yeah, even more so than the free throws because the free throw advantage was like what? I think we took nine extra free throws or something like that. Yeah, we shot 13 of 16, so I'm not sure exactly how many Kansas shot, but um, I want to say they had like seven or something. Yeah, it wasn't um, a lot. And then they they made like five of them. So if you look at that, we had an eight point advantage there, but that's not enough to overcome all the other stuff. So it was clearly just the offensive rebounds, which we'll get to that. But Filipowski was obviously a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, I think the other part is just the lack of assist. I think we finished mm-hmm. with eight, which is not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. But for a long time there, I think we had like one assist with like, 16 minutes left to go in the game, 17 minutes we had left two, to go in the we game. We had two through the first half. Two, two at halftime. Okay, so two we had two at halftime, which is just, that's not going to work. Um, you know, Roach had been really good at kind of doing that against lesser competition. I right. think we saw last night that there's still some work to be done there and figuring out who's going to kind of be that guy who's going to be in that role. Well, it's hard to make an, get an assist if nobody hits a shot either. Though. That's true. Nobody's getting a shot. I know. think you said about the one uh, off air Proctor dumped down to, to Ryan, the little bunny that he missed. missed it. Yeah. yeah. But flip got the offensive rebound and put it back in at least. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's not an assist that we got, right? It was yeah, an well, offensive rebound score. I think Roach started the game with a, a nice, kick to it might not have been roach but somebody uh it, there was a kick to filipowski in the corner and then he completely airballs airballed yeah. it. yeah so yeah yeah a lot, a lot of, of like missed shots um that definitely doesn't help but, but i just think i do think we went like, one-on-one like more than yeah. we have in our first two games yeah and i don't yeah. know if that was their uh defense being good and kind of forcing us into that and that's how we responded but it felt like a little bit too much regression to coach k offense yeah, we went away from the strength a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it really seemed like Roach and Flip were the only two that really wanted the ball or wanted mm-hmm. to take the shots. I was a little surprised, and maybe it was just the moment. Maybe he had the two quick early fouls, but it, Mark Mitchell has been super aggressive, and he had been super like willing to drive in the lane and muddy it up and like just really active. And he really, I didn't see that version of him last night. I don't know if something was going on or if he was just kind of t- taken out of the game a little bit. I mean, maybe um, he just looked around and realized that every time somebody draw, drives it to the basket, we get called for an offensive foul. That's true. He, yeah, had, two, he had two good moments during that run. Um, he had a nice dunk. Yeah. Um, he had a nice drive, and then he had a nice, like, kind of dunk off an offensive rebound, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he had the, yeah. Yeah. He got the uh-huh. rebound over Grady, and then pump fake, got the big guy to go up, and then he just went underneath him and, and two hands slammed it. But he also had the the tomahawk that he come down right handed through the lane after a lively right. set of screen for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it just kind of it's spiraled for him a little bit, just really early. I felt like I can't remember what his first he, he just kept driving was. into to people and you know, right. just hitting yeah, the wall. He had a charge early. Yeah. Um, there was there's something else that happened too. like right at the beginning of the game where I was yeah. like, uh, maybe if that had gone differently. Yeah, I'm trying to remember too. There was something that um, I can't remember what it was. But. So it could have been one of those games where you just get in your head a little bit. Um, you know, again, his first big game. Um, I was Once more you disappointed. Have four charges in 30 seconds, yeah. your the whole team is a little shell shocked. Like, well, what do we? How do yeah. we play? <laughs> yeah, I was a little more disappointed with his defense. I think you might have mentioned Me too. that too. Like he too. had some bad closeouts and bad rotations, which we haven't seen so far. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was really kind of down on that because um, we hadn't seen that just as activity in the ball screen. And it wasn't so much. It was almost just kind of like some mental lapses of not right. really sure where to go, how to do the coverage, mm. when to drop, when not. Um, and for the most part this year that he had been really crisp, he'd been really good defensively. And so right. maybe it was just what Kansas was doing or a little bit of uncertainty. Um, Kansas's bigs are definitely a lot more mobile than some of the ones that we've been right. playing. Which and, and maybe it's the speed, the, yeah. the speed of the execution because they yeah. were kind of whipping the ball around. Like even right. when they weren't playing well, they make a lot of passes. Yeah, and they talked about that on the broadcast too. And right. I thought that was like they were really on top of that of that side to side movement, the quickness right. of the screens, the intentionality of the ball handler. They they knew what they were doing. They were well coached. You could tell they were, you know, this team just won a national championship. Not all of these guys mm. were there, but the right. pedigree is. Um, that said, I thought we did make life really difficult for Wilson. You know, if you watch the broadcast, you probably left thinking he was an All-American. But for me, to get 25 points on 26 shots isn't good. Right. You know, you, you missed 15, you made 11. And 0 for 7 from 3, I thought that we really had a good plan. We baited him. You know, I talked about how they baited Roach a little mm -hmm. bit. I thought we baited him into some tough shots. He went um, full Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really could have hijacked the game for him, but it turns out they made some plays thanks to Grady mm. Dick, and he's a hero. So, right. so. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I think some of our other takeaways that we can just kind of jump in and talk about is the youth was probably a bright spot. Our young guys played pretty well, and I know mm -hmm. Mitchell kind of had some moments there, but he found himself during the run. Proctor really found himself. Um, Lively had some moments. I thought Filipowski was awesome. Um, yeah. Some of the vets, not so much. Ryan mm -hmm. Young kind of got really exposed, I thought, last night. Um, not so much by the box score, but four turnovers. He was missing some shots he usually makes. They sped him up offensively, if you notice that. that he wasn't able to get into his spots like he wants to. They were going over him. They were kind of bullying him around a little bit. Maybe that's a toughness thing. Maybe it's just a, a one-game thing. I don't know. Um, but I am curious to just toss this to you all. Do you think there's a lineup change coming? I think that's one of the things that fans always we always like to talk about after a loss. Is there a lineup change coming? Is Young still going to be in that starting lineup? Shoot, I'll toss it to you. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw that stretch where it was Roach, Proctor, Mitchell, Flip, and Lively. And uh, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that here in the next, maybe Friday night. Um and, and next week over in Portland, at least until Dariq gets back. Yeah, I mean, there's a big lineup change coming no matter what when Dariq gets back. True. Because I don't see any way he doesn't start. I mean, we need his offense badly, yeah. I think. Um, the question is kind of who he's going to push out. Um, I could see it being Mark Mitchell because of what we were just talking about. Like, if, if Mitchell is not going to be crisp on his rotations, then – why wouldn't you just kind of sub him out for a guy who, you know, at the very least is going to play, you know, equal defense and has much better chance of hitting a three-pointer. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, I agree with that. And I think it will come down to just, we're going to use a lot of different lineups. I think right. one thing that I was interested in is that in the second half, John really shortened the bench, you know, Grandison didn't mm -hmm. play much at all. Blake's kind of had some limited action in there. To be um, fair, Grandison didn't really deserve I don't think to play. He didn't warrant, he <laughs> yeah. didn't warrant it. Yeah, I don't think he, he played at all in the second half, did he? He might he not. Have. Yeah, he's, been, he's been a little bit of a 
a little bit of a letdown so far. I mean, we'll give him time to turn it around, but. Well, he didn't take many shots from the corner. And so, yeah. you know, that's, that's They're your all from spot. that left wing, which is his worst spot. It's that high up on the wing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just slot down. I don't know why that's not happening, but um, for whatever reason, it's not. But um, I, th- I think the other big takeaway is the half-court offense, which is something that we've really been talking mm-hmm. about yeah. in the preseason the entire time of it's going to look great when we can run. Um, there's going to be some concerns when it doesn't, I think. And I'll talk about this in a little bit, but... I think we saw something last night that hopefully we found a little something with putting Proctor on the ball, what he was able to do in that high ball screen um, for himself and for others. That's the version of this kid that we need. And so it would be great if he was more uh, accustomed to playing off ball, but he's not. And so if we're looking at a one-year team here, then probably to to get the max out of this this team i think you have to put him on ball at least more maybe not like just solely hits his team run the show but i think you got to move him more into that on ball role um it got us the lead it had us looking really great and it we seemed to kind of take him off that put young back in and we started letting roach initiate things a little bit and you know, I don't want to rag on Roach too much but you missed the front end you had a big turnover you got lost in the lane a few times Maybe we're asking Roach to do too much. I don't know. In terms of leadership, shot creation, getting others involved. Um, what do y'all think about that in terms of the Roach-Proctor dynamic? I thought Roach looked best in the first half when we were just setting a screen up top. He's just getting into the lane, getting to the rim. That was his only job there. Um, kind of just going one-on-one, to be honest. Um, so maybe that is the best role for him. Proctor... Yeah, we've kind of made him into a spot-up shooter at points. And we saw during that stretch there that if you just let him operate in in the in the ball screen, get into the middle, he'll either be able to hit that mid-range jumper or he can sling it to the corner with that kind of skip pass. So yeah. I'd like to explore that more. We need to be setting way more screens for him up top. We set a we set a fair amount for Roach, but other than that one stretch, I don't think we set a lot for Proctor. And the size helps, right? You got a guy right. coming downhill at six five versus oh, yeah. Roach being six foot six one. Yeah. Um, Less likely to get his shot blocked for one thing, but get blocked. And he's his vision is just right. seems much more natural. You know, Roach has had some really great moments. He's had some really great passes, um, but Proctor's vision just when he's in that lane, that dump down to Ryan Young, we've seen that multiple times this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, once we start to incorporate lively more, I think those two together could really be devastating in a ball screen. Um, it was and, it, and flip too. It was Proctor, right, who made the kind of what could have been the pass of the game or the play of the game that led to that Roach corner three. Yep, he got the assist on that three. Right, yep. Yeah, so. Yep. so there you um, go. So, you know, and then we kind of went away from that, which was kind of disappointing. And I think that's the most disappointing thing for the Duke, you know, Duke fans, the ones that we talked to, is it's not so much losing it. It's the fact that, like, we played so badly and then we played really well for a stretch to where we should have won. And then the way we lost, you know, it's just not not being clutched down the stretch. Um, yeah, I think, uh, was it Flip got a, he didn't get the offensive rebound. He got kicked out to him. And he was just trying to give it to Roach, you know, back at midcourt and Grady Dick, like somehow knocks it away from us and they get the ball. That's like three minutes to go. I think we turn it over on the next possession too. And just, 
kind of unraveled from from that point and on. Grady hits a three right after that yeah. sequence. They get the yeah. ball, he hits the three, and then he backdoors us, and then he gets a lob over Blake's or Roach or somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he, he got the lob over Proctor, I believe. Mm. Yeah, see, that shouldn't be happening. Because they set a screen on Proctor, and and I don't think Lively knew what was going on at the time. They just do it right over the top. Proctor was late to get back to it. Yeah, and so that... Stuff like that's got to get cleaned up. Um, yeah. I thought Lively showed some really, and I don't want to, I know we're going to highlight that in a little bit, but I thought he showed some real potential, especially they weren't picking on him, but where his area for growth is what he needs to be doing off ball, right? Like what he needs to be doing off these actions. He was getting sealed a lot. He wasn't rotating on some of those as crisp. And that just comes with reps. I think, I think the skills are there. The package is there. Um, it's just about kind of knowing where you need to be. So on both Hopefully. sides yeah on both sides yeah they got yeah, offense out how and to defense him. yeah yeah they got to figure out how to use him um well let's let's do our, our player spotlight so we won't do one for each game i figure we could just kind of take one either for the week or more than likely it's probably going to be just looking at the kansas game because that's the, the bigger competition there uh so for me i'm probably going to continue to roll with this guy until i can't and don't have a choice but i'm going with tyrese particularly because I think that a lot of fans were kind of a little down on him, myself included, of what's his role. This guy is just not ready. Looked a little shell-shocked. Um, and I think it was more to do with he was just not in the position to be as successful as he can be, which is hard to do because I don't – that's not a knock on John because John also has a, you know, a – responsibility to make the team the best what's going to put Roach in the best spot what's going to put Filipowski in the best spot so it can't just all be about Proctor but I think we found that clearly having him on ball is going to maximize him and so now it's more about well is maximizing Proctor going to maximize Duke I can't answer that only Shire can really get into that but I think we might have found something whether that's staggering those two guys a little bit, whether you bring one off the bench, maybe you bring Proctor off the bench and just put him into that role as as, as an offensive creator. I don't know. Um, but once we did, I don't know what led to that, but once we made the decision like midway through the second half, put him on the ball, he immediately makes three jumpers, one of them a three, he has two assists, completely changes the game. I think he him did it right out of halftime, right? Like it was, it was straight for, out yeah, of halftime. It, it yeah. might have been just right I think it was in the out. first five minutes he scored seven points right and off just, the bat. Boom, we were going. You know, yeah, he was right. in the lane. He was probing. He was using the ball screen, um, getting to his spots. You know, it, it looked like a completely different player. And you yeah. saw him get really emphatic and emotional. And I'd like to see what that's going to look like. If we can get Proctor that engaged, what happens to us? Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's something they talked about the half, you know, uh, about getting him more involved. There's also, there's personalities at play though, of course. And, you know, I think we tend to tend to forget that when we're kind of armchair analyzing things like you've got a guy who's a junior here in Roach and he's come back when he didn't have to. I mean, not that he had anywhere to go per se, but that hasn't stopped players in the past. Um, And he's probably kind of come back with the expectation of this being his team and running the point. And then so three games into the season to take him off the ball would kind of be a lot. So if it's going to happen, it's going to have to be more gradual and organic, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure John is much more aware than us of what kind of repercussions that could have. Yeah. That's a good point. If you just did it suddenly and yanked off the Band-Aid, you know. 
Yeah. And I think there's levels to this stuff too. Right. Like you're saying, maybe it's not that we're taking Roach off the ball and putting Proctor on the ball. Maybe it's more of, we need to work with Tyrese of when you get the ball to, to operate like you're the point guard, right? To mm-hmm. operate like right. it's, I don't care if it's off a breakdown, if it's off a kick out, you got 12 seconds on the clock, call your ball screen up and get into your action. Yeah. Ver- you know, some way to kind of have like a staggered offensive set. Yeah, it doesn't have to be either or. Right, you know. right. It could be more of, but when you have the ball, let's be less of a kind of a, a shooting guard and more of like look to create, mm-hmm. look to kind of get in off breakdowns. Um, yeah, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. But I mean, who you got? Um, I mean, for me, it's kind of obvious. I think Mr. Double Double himself, uh, Kyle, Kyle was just aggressive, you know, right from the jump. Um, you know, the, the, the stage, the moment didn't, didn't scare him any. Um, I was impressed with his rebound and obviously I think 14 rebounds, six of them offensive. Um, he got, he got in, you know, a couple bad whistles against him. I thought that, that fight down in the paint that looked like a UFC match for a second. You know, he got a, he did chicken wing the guy a little bit, you know, he put his elbow, but I felt like it was after he got like punched in the nose. So it's kind of like, get the hell off me. Eventually. Yeah. 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 And then, and then went up and scored. They, they waved that off. Um, He had another, I think it was him and lively walled up Wilson for a block and, and flip takes it coast to coast. Lays it in, gets a foul on Grady, but they call it on the floor. So, you know, there was just uh, a couple little instances like that. But all in all, I mean, um, had that like, big dunk off the drive, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I was like, I did not think he was going to be able to continue to get up and finish that. That was impressive. Yeah. He he didn't, was you didn't even get to see the whole play, though, unfortunately. Yeah, because they were yeah. showing the uh, shrimp cocktail over yeah, there. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Uh, That's clearly more important, right? <laughs> right. Well, it was, uh, it was an out of bounds play. Roach right. gave it gave it into him, comes running by him, fakes the dribble handoff, goes left, and you know, just two hand hammered yeah, on I top like that of play. Uh, Yeah. So, um, yeah, all in all, I mean, I thought I was impressed with Flip um, and just the fight and the passion that he shows. I, there's a lot of people that are – a lot of non-Duke fans are going to hate that guy um, mm-hmm. because of – I've called – I think it was Terrell, like he's our he's our, our Bryce Johnson. You know, he's, he's going to let people know when he does something. Yeah, and that's weird to me too. Like I did not – I guess maybe I just didn't know that part of his game. Maybe it's just off the way his demeanor is off court. I did not know he was going to come in that like confident in himself. Like, I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's obviously he's being like really empowered by the coaches too. They want him to be aggressive. But uh, even then, you still don't really see this level of like, not only do I belong here, but I'm the best player on the floor. Like in my head, like that's how I'm coming at you. Like Jalen, who, you know, like it's my time. And he even looked at that. Him and Lively did something. Uh, I think maybe it was after that and one or after that dunk. Um, and he looks and he was like, we're here, you know, well, like we're here. Yeah. They, he, he had the dunk and then they come down the other end. Cause he had just dunked on, on KJ Adams and Adams shoved him. So they got an offensive foul on Adams and then him and, him and Lively were, you know, amped up. So yeah. from that point, I'm thinking we're, we're about to roll these guys. That's like what we, I thought too, man. Because we were in that nice little, you know, run of things. Uh, Mitchell came alive during that, had the dunk. Um, just like you said. Yeah, in, we were in the scoring end. on every possession, basically. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. yeah. And Flip is going to have some monster games, like especially um, once we start playing against like other bigs. And like, if you have any team, like, 
I'm trying to imagine Baycott guarding him mm-hmm. out there, right? And like, not to pick on Baycott, but anyone kind of like that, like a little bit like, or him going up against Ryan Young, whoever you want to put out there. Um, if he's able to do this against guys like Jalen Wilson, guys like McCullough, like smaller players, I don't see how too many bigs are going to be able to handle him out there because he looks good on the perimeter. Like I was saying that like, hey, let's, I would like you to stop doing the two triple pull up shot jumpers. But in mm. terms of like the handle and getting to the lane, it's, yeah. you wouldn't it know that he's 6'10 or 7 foot. It, like, didn't really force, it didn't really force anything uh, mm-hmm. last night either. He still has to improve his touch around the rim i feel yeah. like you know i don't know i don't have the stats on me but after his first two games he was like six of 13 at the rim and i don't think it got any better last night um there's like i mean it's 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 great that he's gonna you know have a chance to get the rebound and put it back but there's just some drives you see where he gets all the way to the rim and then somehow kind of botches the layup maybe he needs to go up stronger and just dunk it or something but that would be my main criticism so far. Yeah. Um, and, and a little bit of the time, like, and I think we've just already hit on that when you've talked about just his shot trajectory of it. Mm. It can look good, but it's airballing hard or net. You know, there yep. really is no too many like double rim bouncing going in. There's no shooter's roll that he's getting. So all or nothing there. Um, but all right, Raul. Well, do you have anybody else that's worth spotlighting here? I guess you got to take somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's, a lot of our guys struggled. I mean, we shot 35%. So what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. I'm going to highlight Derek Lively just because, you know, he just came back. I think he's playing fairly well for you know, not, not having played for a month, you know, against upstate. Okay. Maybe not so much, but in this game, you kind of see what people see in him and what the possibilities are. Our offense definitely looked at its best when he was on the floor. And it's not even clear what his role is yet, but just kind of simply having him there as a sort of offensive rebounding threat, um, I thought was really helpful. And then on defense, he wasn't getting as exposed in the ball screen as um, Ryan Young was. He wasn't perfect. Um, they were getting some layups by uh, sealing as uh, you know the guard would kind of turn the corner get into the lane, the big would seal him off, and then the guard would get a layup. So he needs to be a little bit better at anticipating that screen and or fighting through it. But I really liked his energy and enthusiasm. I think Shu mentioned it earlier, that play, yeah, where they're both kind of just standing there around half court sort of screaming. Um, was really cool to see, you know, just from freshmen to see them that amped up. You know, yeah. and Roach is kind of getting up in their chest too and pumping them up. And that was a nice like team moment. Mm-hmm. And I really did feel like, oh, we're going to win by 15 at this point. We've taken control of the game. So, yeah, yeah I, I appreciated the energy he brought and just the, you know, mobility and athleticism that Ryan Young wasn't able to give us. Yeah. And he's also just the only player that played for Duke that didn't have a turnover. Only one. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he barely handled the ball. <laughs> yeah, but R- Young had four in 20 minutes. Right. So he had zero in 21. I'll take that. You know, And like you said, the four offensive rebounds is um, mm-hmm. pretty impressive. You know, Or maybe he had five, four or five. He had several. Um, well, in, in Young's defense, I know this is getting a little off topic. I think this wasn't the game for him in a lot of ways. Um, 
Kansas's ability to kind of like collapse down on the post, mm. you know, to put two defenders on him quickly was a big problem because he's a kind of slow, methodical post player. Yep. And so this was more the game for somebody like Lively who's just, you know, going to sit back there and be opportunistic. And yeah. when he gets the ball, he's going to finish very quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no time for like feeling out the game. Your reads right. have to be super, super quick because I thought Kansas had some deceptive defenses where it looked like we were able to get into the middle and that things were opened up and then immediately it was suffocated, right? Like right. immediately whatever opening was there was like getting hammered at the rim, too big, so your shot's getting blocked. Um, and it looks like it's there, even for young. And some of them were there and he just missed bunnies. But a lot of it looks like it's there and then all of a sudden he goes to make his move or his read and he's swallowed up. Um, and so maybe that's just a something that we have to work on and just adjust as a team to, you know, you're playing these, these guys that have been coached. These are blue bloods. These are athletes. These guys belong here. You got to be quick, you know, the speed of the game and the speed of how you get into your actions and movements just has to be much faster. Yeah. Really athletic team. I think, you know, young could have success against a Virginia, for example, right. They're going to, you know, do everything slowly. It's going to be a kind of pounding, bruising game where you don't necessarily have to react fast. And even against a team like Carolina, you know, you're playing against the Baycots of the world. You're playing against some of these teams. Um, Even playing against a team like Syracuse, who's going to be in a zone. He could be a great guy, just a quick little dump and up, up and under way up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't, I'm not ready to write him off. I do kind of, I did kind of think though that, it's 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 harder to do this when you're just watching it on TV. Um, but it did look like maybe John trusted him a little too much. Like it started to kind of be obvious there that this really isn't he's not really playable um, at this style at this pace. Um, but you know we live and learn, and you know there's something to be said for trusting your guys too. So maybe that's you know one one thing I wanted to ask you guys about did. You know, in the midst of the six offensive fouls, did you see anything from John? Like, did you did you think that he should have tried to get a technical or something? Like, man, just get on these guys. What the heck is going on right now? Like, some I of those calls were. Yeah, I was I hoping mean, he would, but that's just not him. I don't think. But it's. I mean, he was definitely talking to the refs. Yeah, I think you got to be a little demonstrative though when it's like six offensive yeah. fouls, yeah. especially when like, it's six in a row and none of them are blocks. So like the first six were all charges or whatever. Right? It's like he was the most mad about the flop call, right, Proctor? That's the yeah. one that really got him. Where he was like, "Dude, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way." Um, you know, and maybe some of that worked too because I did. I, I specifically like could see his lips saying like, "Hey, I hope we're going to get that down here." You know, yeah, I hope we're going to get yeah. that on this end. Second half, we did start to get some of that stuff. So, you well, know, one of I, them, I think it was the flip, the chicken wing. You know, the the baseline official was going to call a foul on Kansas, but then you know Rogers over here. Oh no, I'm calling it offensive the other way. Yeah. I would have. That's where that because that shouldn't even be allowed to happen. Of like he's the head official, so he can just come in and overrule it. It's like, dude, you're at half court. Yeah, you that's saw not through four guys better yeah. than him sitting right here on the baseline, looking dead at the play. There's no way, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, should uh should John react like Jalen Blake's did? Oh, I mean, Man, I thought Jalen Blake's was gonna fight an official. <laughs> yeah, they had to grab him, like, which that was a that was another. It's terrible, a bad call. The yeah. dude slid right underneath him. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would have been okay with Jalen getting a tech there, but uh, maybe don't fight an official. That's gonna get you suspended. Yeah, 
But I wonder too, like as a player, the psychology of this stuff, mm. if my coach is this cool and calm about it and it's like, well, like I think players will be less reactive, like, cause Kay's so super reactive. So they don't even have to be, you know, cause he's yeah. like, no, you sit down. I'm going to go over here and light this dude up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to tear into him. Um, but maybe if John's just kind of a little more chill, maybe they feel like they need to be the, but then again, who knows? Maybe it's just, you're getting on so many calls that like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't describe him as like chill either. He's definitely always talking to the refs. It's just maybe not, you know, using the vivid language K did. Yeah, that's fair. And and I did like what he said at the halftime. Um, he didn't blame the officials, but she asked him about like the charges oh, yeah. and all that. And he's like, no, we, I want my guys to drive strong. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to drive strong. We're going to play that. That's how we're going to play. Um, and we'll, and we'll adjust as to whatever yeah. we need to, depending on what how they're calling it or what's going on. But I, I liked that of, he's not blaming the officials, but it's kind of this passive aggressive way of saying, we're just driving the ball. You know, like if dudes are going to slide under us and they're going to call it, then we're just, we're still going to keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was most frustrating because of the, you know, points of emphasis this year. It's like you're, you're talking about upping the flopping calls and then there's only one flopping call and it's on Duke. And then <laughs> they somehow get six charges without a single flopping call. I mean, I know those flopping calls are supposed to be more on the perimeter, but even so it's like, well, why is that the rule then? Why make it just on the perimeter? Why not kind of buckle down on the ones in the interior too? Yeah. But then it's all just judgment too. I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand the intent of it, but I I just Hmm. not for it. They do this every year. Like the training for like college basketball officials just has to be like some of the worst ever, right? Every time they make any sort of new like rule, there's such a huge, like, complete 180 instead of just like gradually incorporating it like when they first started to try to do the travel call or the palming call it's like you couldn't even dribble anymore like they're just calling all and it's like just let the game be played but but then by the end of the year they've completely forgotten about it yep yep and then you get into the tournament and it's like and that that's my issue of just the inconsistency of the way the game's played and then it gets decided but guys don't even know how to how can we play we can't drive you know and so it's just it's just bad, bad product. In a way, hopefully we'll get back into the positive aspect this weekend. Um, Duke faces uh, Delaware Friday. Shu and I making the trip down. We'll be in the building. Um, got some buddies coming out for that one. Shouts to Kelly. Shouts to Josh Cox. Um, so it should be a fun one. Hopefully we get back to more of the Jacksonville Upstate. You know, get ready for the PK. What is that? The eighty five now. PK eighty five. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, you got a shout out. I see. You yeah. Working. Yeah. I just need to shout out my guy, Zach Jordan. I think he gave us a, a nice little rate and review. We appreciate that kind of stuff too. Um, so yeah, Zach, if you're listening, appreciate it. Yep. Yep. Keep those coming, you know, nice comments, five stars, all that good stuff. Email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. Um, check us out on the boards, the devil's den.com. And, you know, it's sometimes it's difficult after a loss, but, you know, what we say, we're going to keep the faces strong in the verify. Go do. Mm-hmm.